goodness. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. Welcome to the Punters Pod. I'm Simon Dinopoulos. Joining me will be Sammy Williams. We're still without our fearless captain, Jimmy Buckley, but we'll do our best to get through it. Have you recovered from last week, Sammy? Golden point. You've got two and a half start. It's a dead set <laughs> fill up. You're a genius until Harry Grant decides to make a fool of everyone. I have had some sleepless nights about that. <laughs> Honestly, when it went into golden point, I thought, I'm home. I'm home, two and a half start, and I'd been spruiking it everywhere I could. I said, two and a half the line for the Eels, they're, they're all but home. It goes into extra time, setting up for an easy 20-metre field goal. Easy game. Kick it over, good luck to your son. Yeah. Let's jump out and score a try, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Four-point gap. Um, oh, honestly, it'll break your heart. Yeah. The lock of the week was a lock until Harry Grant decided to take a scoot. It was easy money. Yeah, I was like, I forgot how much I hated betting on rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've only been able to do it this year, and I'm one week into it, and I'm thinking, holy jeez, this is a frustrating game. <laughs> oh, the roller coaster. Surely it's a bet back or something if, it, if, it, if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of round one? Any big surprises for you? Any teams come out of the blocks that you thought wasn't expected? Obviously, the Dolphins was a massive win. Yeah, yeah apart from that, I, I think... The first week threw up, you know, I didn't think there was any massive surprises. Obviously, the Brisbane game, we know that they have the ability to do that to teams. The, the big question mark for them is finding consistency over 26 weeks. That's their issue. So that that didn't, although the market had it really set towards Penrith, it didn't surprise me. You look at the quality in that Brisbane side and you can see they can beat anyone on their day. So that result was an upset, but I wouldn't say it shocked me. There was you know, the Dolphins. It was a fantastic story for rugby league, and the the first game for them, big crowd there up in Brisbane, and you know, I think it was wonderful to see them knock off one of the teams that you know they've become everyone who they, they love to hate the Roosters because of the salary cap, you know, and they're always signing players. And we've got a reason to really hate them. Well, we have to go back to two thousand and nineteen, <laughs> um, which I've been trying to avoid. But yeah, no, we we. Yeah, you know, those sort of results, it's great for the game. I think that the Dolphins, no one expects them to do anything, but the Bennett factor and the fact that they do have a lot of experience there, maybe we were all underestimating what they could do. Mm. Well, they just, he's got a pack of forwards that were going to do a job. Kafusi was outstanding. That's right. And I think I said to you last week the fact that I thought that line was too big for a side that first up, you're always going to be up for that game. And it'll be the same this week against the Raiders. They're playing at home. First time at Redcliffe. They're going to be up for this game. They're going to be very, very hard to beat. But can they sustain it for 26 weeks? That's that's the whole question mark. It's all good and well. And th- this is what I will say to anyone listening. Don't get bought into the Sydney media and the hype around teams winning the first month of football. I've seen it happen every single year. One side will come out of the blocks and they'll think that they're going to win the grand final. And by round 12... The wheels have fallen off because depth, the ability to back up, the ability to handle pressure, scrutiny, all these sort of things, which it takes to be the best team in the comp over 26 rounds, that's where you find out the best team. So be careful about spruik teams. 
and the good sides, if you think they've got ability and you think they're going to be in the top four, just stay with them. They'll turn it around and, and we'll get into a few of those, but Penrith's one of those sides for me. We'll start off with Penrith Thursday night. I'm going to say short price favourite. They're $1.55 to beat the Rabbitohs. I'm guessing that market is hinging on Luttrell not playing. He is named, but the talk during the week was that he is going to pull out. And that's, I think, why the market is the way it is. I think if if Luttrell is out, I think that the Panthers are going to be very, very hard to beat. If Luttrell plays, I still think Penrith will win it. As I said, I think they've had a couple of disappointing games. The World Club Challenge, there's always going to be a number of reasons behind that. They had a few players out, and it's not treated the same as a competition game. Last week, they were beaten by a better better side. Um, I think Stephen Crichton was found out last week. It was a really poor decision to go to, for an intercept when it was man-on-man. Uh, there wasn't even an overlap for the opposition, and they end up losing by the smallest of margins. So I think there's some areas there that they'll fix up. And I think being at home and the ability that that side has to be able to grind a team out of a game, I think that the Panthers will be too good. In saying that, I think that Alex Johnson, as an anytime try scorer at $2.10, is a fantastic play because I think the left edge of the Bunnies are really going to attack Crichton. Um, and we all know how good they are at the best of times. If Latrell plays, that's surely a bet. I think so. Um, $2.10 about him to score when we know they're going to target Crichton. I know the Bunnies' right edge was fantastic. Ilias and Graham were fantastic last week, but that left edge of the Bunnies is as good as any in the competition. So that, that don't, they won't fall away from what they can do. And I think that Johnson, you're getting $2.10 about him. That that doesn't stand up very often. That That's overs for me. Yep, for sure. Interesting thing with, interesting thing with the Panthers, how long since they've lost three games in a row? Because that's how I'm treating the, the World Club Challenge. They're at home. They were virtually at full strength. Three games in a row would be a couple of seasons, wouldn't it? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. To be honest, it's a, it's been it's been ages. They've been so dominant for so long. But the thing is, they've got so much depth and quality that they just they will find a way. And it probably has been a real reality check for them, whether or not you know all the hype of winning two competitions that you're untouchable. This is probably the best thing that could have happened for them as a team to try and really get their season on track. I think being at home, they're just going to be too good and too strong and they won't lose two to start the season. Friday night, Parramatta Cronulla, another market that's fairly lopsided. Dollar fifty, two sixty, five and a half start. It would not be that if Nico Hines was playing, obviously. What did you make of the Eels in their first game? Obviously a painful loss with Harry Grant scoring late there. But did you see enough for them to be a top four contender again? Yeah, I did. I think that they're. I think they're really missing their back rowers. Uh, we mentioned last week Sean Lane out, Big Madison. His pockets are a little bit um, fuller than what he could have been, but they're really missing them. Yep. There's no doubt about that. I think they created enough opportunities last week. Mike Acevo on the left edge was pulled back for a forward pass, which was very borderline. Uh, Lumi Lumi had an opportunity to score a try. I think if Bailey Simonson was there, I think Sean Russell's there this week. If Bailey was there, I think he would have finished it. So I think there's enough there. What They they did run out of puff at the back end of that game, but Melbourne do that to you. I wouldn't look into it too much. You know, they've got a big pack, and I think that they probably wore them down really well, Melbourne. But I think that there was enough there to suggest that they're going to be a, a very you know very strong side again this year. I saw Hojo got mixed reviews on Twitter. What did you make of his first game? I thought it was pretty good, to be honest, mate. Um, I thought he was the, – the little efforts that he does, 
he to come back after doing his knee again. Um, I think he got them around the the park really well. He set up Junior Paulo's try with a really good ball on the out. The other thing is you got to remember you look at Hodjo. The, the last there was an opportunity there. I think he ran it down the left hand side. Mitch Moses wanted the football. That's the the balance they need to get right. They're still working on that. Hodjo obviously saw something, went to the left and had a crack. I've seen, I played with him in, when he done the exact same thing against Parramatta. 2015 maybe, and he scores a try. So you can't take that away from Hodjo. He's still got to play with his eyes and play what he sees. But the balance will be as the season goes on. But I think that he's showed enough early on that he's going to be good for them. You're a massive rap on Mitchell Moses. What do you make of the idea that he can't shut out games? Yeah, I think he's probably an easy target in that sense, to be honest, mate. Uh, I, I don't buy into that too much. Last week, as I said, he was in position for the field goal. He, he was in the right position on the field. He was he was at the left post. So for me, I think it was probably a little bit, you know, that's a little bit uncalled for. I think he's still going to have a massive season. I'm still, until I see anything different from him and that right edge, I think that there's some value around that edge. I think this week, uh, Sean Russell was an anytime try scorer. It's a good play. Last week, Cronulla, their left edge was absolutely torn apart. We had some really good line runnings on the inside shoulder of Matt Moylan. He got held up. And Talakai didn't follow him in. Talakai making poor defensive reads. <laughs> yeah, the big fella can have these days, can't he? And that's the thing. He's played a lot of back row growing up and coming through the grades, Talakai. He's going to have these days. But I think he, he didn't jam once. And then the next time he did jam. And both of them led to tries. And it was all around tying up Matt Moylan's inside shoulder. I think that they're going to go there really hard against Parramatta. I think Mitch Moses is as good as anyone is at exploiting that. And I think that Clint Gutherson can hit his winger on the chest. Normally, I'm a Micah Sivo fan, and I think that there's a play there to have both Russell and Sivo to score a try. But I really think that the Eels are going to target the left edge of Cronulla, and I think you can get $2.10 about Russell as an anytime try scorer as well. So that's what I'll be playing. Broncos, Cowboys, these are always absolute blockbusters. No matter where these teams are positioned on the table, it's always an absolute cracker. Broncos, slight favourite ahead of the Cowboys. I was so pumped with our effort against the Cowboys last week and the Broncos beating the Panthers. How Can you split these two teams? I think the market's got it pretty close. Uh, maybe I'll have it at $1.90 each. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you're looking at a side who has so much promise in that Broncos and so much raw talent. They just need to consistently do it throughout the season. And a side like the Cowboys who proved last season they can be consistent they found a way to win against the Raiders after being on the back foot for the majority of the second half. How it plays out, it's, it is a toss of the coin and the market's got it effectively that maybe because you're getting the outsider's price with the Cowboys, that might be a play, but it's going to be really interesting to see how both sides bounce back after pretty big round one games. Reese Walsh back into the attack for Broncos as well. Huge play. Cobo, what he can do, he can concentrate on getting that Broncos side out of their danger end and and really just hitting the um, hitting the advantage line at speed, finishing off in the corners. You know, he's one of the best finishers in the game as well. I think Reese Walsh is an extremely good player. I think he'll have a lot to prove. So it's going to be an interesting... It's it's probably one of the best um, Queensland derbies we've had for a long time. I, I can't wait to see it. I just can't wait to see these two sides rip and tear, and both sides with so much potential and hope for the season. Gun to your head, which one do you pick? I'm leaning towards the Cowboys. Roosters, Warriors, very short price favourite, $1.25 against the Warriors, who I thought were decent 
obviously, in their first game. Warriors showed that they're going to be hard to beat at home. I think that they've got some really good recruits. Mitch, Mitch Barnett was excellent for them on the weekend. I think Dylan Walker provided a lot as well. Roosters don't lose two on the trot to start the season when you're coming back at home. I think that the Roosters, they were very clunky. The big one for me is you probably don't win a competition with Drew Hutchinson in the centres. <laughs> you do with Joey Manu in the centres. <laughs> it's a pretty big in. You're, you're looking at such a massive difference. And Drew, to his credit, always does a really good job for the club when he's called upon. For a bloke who wouldn't have played any centres growing up, he does. He always does um, a job for them. But Joey Manu, probably the best centre in the game. It's just such a massive change. And I think there was a bit of a wake-up call. They'd be embarrassed about last week. I know privately they'd be really embarrassed. There was a try last week. I think it was the first try of the game where Matt Lodge was at marker and Jeremy Marshall King jumps out and he honestly just waves him straight past him. I've never seen anything like it. I couldn't believe that he just – he didn't even try and tackle him. It was really, really bizarre. I couldn't work out what happened. Um, Obviously, fatigue was playing a factor, but – Robinson would have been absolutely ropeable with that. And I think that the Roosters, their attention to detail is as good as anyone in the competition. So I think they'll fix a few areas. The key issue I saw with the Roosters is Sam Walker in defence was clearly exploited by the Dolphins. How do you actually fix that? It's a tough one because Walker does have a crack. There's some, sometimes you can see players who don't have a crack, but one of the ones was isolating a back row, a one-on-one close to the line, and he, he just carried Walker over. He made really good contact, but he didn't stop him in his tracks. It's, it's you know, I've, I've been there. I was going to say, hard, you would know. It, it's hard work. And yeah. the thing is, when you're a smaller player, there's not many competitions or sports in the world where the, the size advantage is so paramount boxing, at least you're fighting someone, you're saying, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, this is a contact sport where you're, the sole purpose is to try and isolate the biggest bloke you can find on the littlest bloke you can find. So it is hard. But what if he can stick to the fact that, yeah, he's, he's getting up off the line and having a dig, that'll solve more issues in time. But I do agree, it's a hard fix because you can't just put 10 kilos on. You're going to work with what you've got, and throughout the season, I think he's going to see every single side is going to target him. How his body reacts and how he mentally gets up for every game is is the big challenge for Sam Walker. Mm. Well, they the Dolphins have given everyone else a blueprint. That's exactly right, and you're looking at the two halves there. Both Kiri's had his head knocks. Well, he's one concussion away from retirement. Yep, and Walker's still a very young bloke in a small body trying to learn the art of consistency in the NRL. So there's real doubts around how they get through 26 weeks of the season. Uh, once again, Drew probably jumps in the halves. Whether or not that's enough to win the competition, time will tell. This is the game everyone's looking forward to. Saturday, 5.30, Dolphins against the Raiders. I was stoked with our performance last week. They were wonderful, weren't they? After an early setback and a couple of tries... The one thing this Raiders team and this club has is an ability to have a go. There's not too many off. There's not too many times. Last year we started to see a few blowouts at the back end of the season, but traditionally over the Ricky Stewart era, they're pretty close games and hard fought contests. Last week was no different. You go up there with a greasy ball 
hot, humid conditions, to go down like they did early on, to find the will to come back on the back of some, you know, losing Seb Chris to a head knock. You're already down fullbacks as we as we spoke about mm. last week. Um, I think that they showed so much. I, the, the The character within this side is still there. So people will write the Raiders off this season, but rugby league's based on having to dig, and they showed that again. Not easy. Dolphins' first home game off a massive win. Are you surprised the Raiders are favourite, or how did you read the market? I think that the market's about right, to be honest. I think the Dolphins still need to prove that they can do it consistently. The Raiders, once again, as we said, were were very unlucky last week in the end. It was a, a real close-fought contest, but I think the market's about right. I, I, I wouldn't have a lean to either side too strong. Um, as you mentioned, the Dolphins up at home, first time on their home soil in Redcliffe in front of their fans, almightily hard to beat. But the Raiders have a side that have been together without too many massive changes and for, for a little while now, and I think that'll be the difference. Storm Bulldogs, Lions, seven and a half. Munster, a massive out for the Storm, but I have to say the Dogs were ordinary last week. Like I said at the start of this podcast, let's not buy into this Sydney media hype. The Dogs and the Tigers have been hyped up because of their signings and and. They're big clubs, so they create so much attention. Now, Sydney media has been on the Tigers and the Bulldogs heading in the right direction, absolutely hammering them. The Dragons, they've been absolutely hammered going the other way. Mm. So how that shapes up, I think that you've really got to sit back and go, all right, let's just look at this how it is. The Dogs last season were pretty ordinary. Batted a couple of players, yep, and they are quality players. There's no doubt there. But it's going to take some time. For these players to gel, it's going to take some time for Cameron Serraldo to put his imprint on the club and the team. I think that there's still question marks about the Bulldogs forwards. There was a, a play there last week. New Brown got he missed a really poor tackle one on one through the middle that led to a try. I think that there are a couple of middle shorts at the moment with the injuries they've got. I think that Melbourne's going to play straight through the middle of the Dogs. If I was playing from a betting perspective, I would be playing around the Melbourne middles as any time try scorers and taking the value because I don't know how it's going to play out, but I think that the Melbourne's going to try and go straight through the middle and we're going to get some big prices about them. If you're a Bulldogs fan, geez, you'd be disappointed with uh, Viliami Kikau on the weekend. He was gassed. Did he even train in the off-season? What's he been doing? <laughs> Went back to Fiji, had a bit of carver, I think. Oh. It's a disappointing one from his perspective with so much build-up, but that's the challenge. You, you can't rest on what you've done previously. You're at a new club. It's your job to go there and make a difference. So you give him some grace. It, it, it is you're, you're building into the season hot early on. Now he's a big, big body. I think he'll only get better, but you can't wait until round 10 to, to hit your straps if you want to play semis. Now, this is one thing the NRL needs to sort out because Sunday footy for me is probably what I look forward to every week. And they've served us up Tigers versus Newcastle and Dragons versus Gold Coast. Surely they can do more with the draw in terms of when these games are played. Give us an, give us an actual contest on Sunday. I'm not sure. I, I guess one of the one of the things about it is they they want the Tigers at Leichhardt Oval on a Sunday afternoon. So give them a little bit of credit there that that game probably should be played on a Sunday afternoon, whether it's a the main one at at four o'clock, maybe it's a two o'clock slot, and then you bring the other one forward. But 
That's for people much higher up than me and you to worry about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're just here to try and find a winner, mate. Well, I think the Tigers-Knights game, to be honest, I think both sides are going to struggle throughout the, the season. I think the Knights had opportunities last week to knock over a Warriors side who aren't probably going to com- compete with the best sides this season. It's a real concern for the Knights. The Tigers were extremely disappointing after showing a little bit of promise in the trial games, but one of these sides is going to be under a bit of pressure early on after this week. What about the coaching staff? Surely, uh, if you're up in Newcastle, how does he still have a job? Yeah, look, uh, uh, there's such a passionate uh, group of people up there in Newcastle. They love their rugby league and they're not performing at the moment. They haven't been performing for years. That's exactly right. It's disappointing for a real rugby league heartland. I think that there's Adam O'Brien probably has, what, six to six to eight weeks to try and turn this ship around. Mm. Otherwise, you probably will start seeing some changes. But they've brought players in who have got to make a difference. Now, we, we, we speak about Caelan Ponga moving into the halves with Jackson Hastings. Hastings has to go there and make a difference because everyone's spoken about how big of a difference he will make to the club, this, this and this. But you've got to go there and you've got you've got to perform. The preseason's generally fairly easy in terms of the media and things like that because people want to look at a positive, unless you're like the Dragons where you're a big club and you're under the pump for off-field reasons as well. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic for every club. The Knights now need to try and put some of them positive stories into action. And it, and it really does start this week. They need to get a win against the Tigers. And if they don't, they've lost to both the Tigers and the Warriors. Granted that, that they have been away, but those two sides aren't going to match the top four sides this year. So you're, you're setting a tone early on in your season. They need to see some real difference this week. Huge game for Hastings, as you touched on, having left the Tigers to play for Newcastle. He's got to, as you mentioned, he's got to stand up this weekend. That's right. And I, and I think... Kalen Ponga had some good touches there last week. He had a couple of good touches in the trial as well. It'll be a working progress, that combination. I think that where they sit as a club, they just need to find a way to win this. It doesn't have to be pretty. They don't need to put a big scoreline. They've just got to grind out a win and, and show the fans that they're there, there to play for their team, their club, their community. But this week is a big one for them. Dragons, Gold Coast. Obviously, the Dragons had the bye round one. And the Titans coming off a win against the Tigers. How did you see this game? I think that the Titans' left edge, providing Kieran Foran is fit, is going to see a lot of football once again. Anyone who's heard me speak, whether it's on these, this podcast or somewhere else, knows I'm a massive fan of Kieran Foran. For, for them to win this game, I think Kieran Foran still needs to play. For Fida moving to the left edge, in terms of trying to know where the football's going, we know that that left edge is going to see the vast majority of football. I think Sullivan's going to be defending on the right edge for the Dragons. So it's a massive week for that right edge of the Dragons. They had their some real issues last year, and I think they're going to see a lot of traffic this week. So my play is Khan Pereira on the left wing to score a try. But if you want to get creative with your exotics or some of your bigger price try scorers, I think have a good look at that left edge, including Brimson, to score a try, and I think you'll be close to the money. Rounding out this week's NRL, what is your lock of the week? Yeah, lock of the week, I I, I can't go past Sean Russell for the Eels as an anytime try score at $2.10. On the right edge, they'll see plenty of traffic, the left edge of the Sharkies. He's a good finisher. He's got a good combination on that right edge, and I think Parramatta could put some points on. Beautiful. That wraps us up. We'll be back next week. I won't be. Buck, I'll be back in the hot seat 
and we will discuss round three. We are working on our ELO and player ratings, but we're just going to wait for the season to simmer down a little bit before we start focusing in on that. Obviously, you have to sort of decay the ratings from 2022 and just how much you do that is obviously a bit of tinkering. So in the coming rounds, uh, we'll focus more on the ratings or we're going to give our ratings edge or if there is an edge, uh, but we'll get more into that later in the year. Thanks, mate. We'll um, most certainly have you in throughout the year. Don't feel like you're just a one-hit wonder, mate. You'll be floating about and um, hopefully the punters out there can... Steer into a couple of winners and make some cash. That's it, mate. Beautiful.